to another episode of Professor Jones and the Digs. Welcome back, Digs. Hey, Professor. How you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. We're gonna have to apologize to the to the listeners. We're when we're recording this, uh, we had to get up really early in the morning, so we're both pretty tired. And uh, oh my gosh, yeah, it's yeah. I had to be up by ten this morning, which was. Uh, oh. Super I'm usually around. around a, yeah, I'm usually around one p.m., two p.m. Yeah, yeah. So that waking up before noon that was pretty rough, wasn't it? I, absolutely. I try to have six hour days. You know, <laughs> wake up at two p.m., go to bed by eight. Take. I try to get about twelve hours of sleep every night. So full eighteen hours every night. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure I'm good and rested. <laughs> uh, but it's been about I don't know. It's been close to a month since we recorded one of these. So I'm yeah, excited to get yeah. back in the habit. Uh, today we are featuring, or we are focusing on the movie Alien Covenant, which has been a long-awaited episode. We've both been waiting to talk to each other about this movie. So I'll be honest: a month without talking to you about this movie has been rather difficult. It has been, absolutely. Yeah, An it's arduous been. journey. Yeah. But, uh, as always, let's start off with some burning desires. Uh, I'm going to see what Danny's is, and that will determine what my burning desire will end up being. So, Danny, do you want to kick off the burning desires here? Absolutely. I actually have two, if that's okay, Professor. <laughs> um, well, we'll uh, see so what your first one is, and we'll determine from there. So, so I, I've, I've listened to a lot of Star Wars uh fan podcasts and videos and uh one thing that's been irritating me and has irritated me for quite a quite a while is when people call ATATs ATATs um this is my burning desire this week I don't know I'm just tired of this they're like you know these super Star Wars nerds that are like yeah and they, then the ATAT comes in and the thing is there's there's a thing called an ATST correct yeah and the uh, scout trooper yeah, so what do you call, what, an atst or something? Like, that That doesn't make sense. So how can you call an at-at, at-at, if there's an A-T-S-T, what would you call that an atst? Like, that that just doesn't make sense to me. So for a long time, that has just bothered me, and I thought I would just put that out there, kind of get your thoughts on that whole argument, because what, did George Lucas say at-at sometime, or where did this... Where did this originate? You know, I don't think that they ever even. I don't think they ever actually mention what the name of those things are in the films. Like I'm trying to yeah. think back to if they say ATAT or ATST ever in that anyway. But no, because I remember I had a boss of mine. This was years ago, but he corrected me once. I was like, "Oh yeah, an ATAT." And he's like, "Oh, you mean an ADAT?" And he was like serious. He like meant like you you should pronounce it ADAT. I was like, "No, man, it just." Whatever it is, it's ATAT. If you want to say at at, that's fine. Don't correct me. Yeah. Don't like don't don't make me jump onto your way of thinking. You know, like yeah. it's an ATAT. I'm just saying the acronym. Exactly. It's just, yeah. All it is is an acronym. Yeah. That's silly. <clears throat> I like that yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. It's and then uh, one more thing is just uh, this is completely unmovie related, but um, we were planning on doing the podcast last week when we were together in Denver. Um, and then I had a night terror and kind of ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was super intense. <laughs> but, uh, I, I was going to talk to you about this then because it was a little bit more relevant, but, uh, how do we feel about Golden State, um, winning the championship? I'm a really huge basketball fan. Um, me and David both were born in Portland, Oregon, so I'm a huge Trailblazers fan. Um, and this Golden State team has just kind of been 
making me mad. It's just a, it feels like a super team and Kevin Durant, um, you know, coming over to Golden State has just made them kind of unbeatable. So I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on how you feel about um, Golden State winning the title. Well, I've I despise Golden State after they beat the Blazers, so that's Swear pretty much to. sums up my thoughts. I mean, no, but I thought that way earlier in the season when they got um, when Kevin Durant signed on, it was just like, well, this is just stupid. Like you yeah. can't have that many like superstars on one team. Like it ends yeah. up kind of being yeah. like a New York Yankees type thing, or like you know the Lakers used to be uh, stuff like that, where you're just like, man, this is so lame. Like it just yeah. turn it makes it less of a it's competition. It's not fair, you know. Yeah, it's, it's like not fair anymore. it's like as much as I don't I, I don't like LeBron James. I'll go on record as saying that there's not really any reason behind it. I think it's more just LeBron fans just irritate me, and so I'm just not a huge. That's LeBron. usually the case. You it's know? true. Yeah, it's very. I true. bet people. I bet people hated Michael Jordan when he was playing because there's like, gosh, all these Michael Jordan fans. You know, everybody like walking around the streets, sticking their tongue out at each other, like Michael <laughs> <laughs> Jordan. Uh, no, but. I, for some reason, I just don't like LeBron James, but um, it, he's still, you know, it's like the Cavaliers are a pretty good team, but it kind of seems like it's LeBron James against the world, which is kind of, it's uh-huh. kind of cool to watch, you know? Yeah. And then you have the Golden State Warriors, and it's like, okay, you got Curry, you got Durant, you got, yeah, I'm not too that into basketball. Clay Thompson. Yeah, yeah Clay yeah, Thompson. Green. Yeah, there you go. And I really don't like Draymond Green, and I don't think Me I'm alone in that. Um, yeah, a- but, no, yeah, I'm not. I'm just not a fan. I was very angry at that. I, I didn't even watch it, though. After the Blazers got out of we were both big Portland Trail Blazers fans. That's that's our team in anything other than, you know, United States Olympics or soccer. I root for yeah. the Blazers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but Even in the Olympics, I go for the Blazers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I bet the Blazers could beat Michael Phelps. <laughs> just at, like, the United States Gymnastics event with a sign that says Rip City. Huge Rip City. Just like, <laughs> I bet Lillard could do that better. <laughs> yeah, I bet Lillard could do the crossbeam a lot better than, uh, you know, I can't remember their names. It's been too far removed from the uh, Summer Olympics. But Simone Biles. There you nice. go, Simone Biles. Uh, she was yeah. adorable. That was, a, that was a fun Olympics to watch. Mm-hmm. Anyways, though, that's that's basically my whole burning desire. A couple things that have been on my mind lately that have uh, just kept me up. Uh, I haven't been sleeping at all. Just I've just been <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that night terror that you you started shouting out Durant during it. So yeah, Durant, Durant, Durant. <laughs> You're like, is he talking about Durant, Durant, or is it? Are you talking Durant? about the band or the player? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, anyways, that I'll, I'll try to be as brief as possible with all that, so, yeah. No, that's that's a good one. We should, yeah. It's okay to do non-movie stuff on those burning desires, because I like yeah. that. Um, so, well, I, I had a burning desire that I was going to do in Denver, um, but in the wake of recent movie news, I mean, sometimes my burning desire is just going to have to wait until the next uh. one, because there, there is a fair, fair amount of information that came out this week, and, and one instance is... Uh, I think I particular know, yeah. poignant, particularly poignant, um, and that would be the uh, Lord Miller uh, stepping stepping out from the Han Solo movie as the yeah. directors and yeah. uh, handing it over to Ron Howard. Apparently, um, that whole deal. I'm it, creative differences between the movie or between Disney and them on where they wanted the film to go, but I know that they were like eighty five percent done with filming. Um, 
I don't know. It's just, it's very worrisome. Like, I have zero idea what the actual scoop is there, why they stepped out, and what Disney did to make them step out. But that just makes me so concerned. Like, yeah. I, I hate hearing news like that because I yeah, was so excited about the Han Solo movie because it was those guys. I mean, they directed the Lego movie, which was one of the funnest kids' movies I've seen in a long time. And the would- humor was just on point in that movie. Yeah, it was so funny, and I'd be down to watch it any day, you know? Yeah. Um, but, and then, they, you know, they did, like, 21 Jump Street, and it's like, yeah. that's a hilarious movie, great stuff. So, I mean, that was one of the few reasons that I was, like, so excited about that movie, other than, like, the casting of Alden Ehrenreich, who I think is a great actor. But, um, I don't know, man. I'm, I, I was really bummed. And it's like, well, they got Ron Howard. And it's like, okay. You know, it, yeah, but they got Ron Howard. Well, but I, I actually heard that they... Um they recently cast Tom Hanks and they're just changing the title altogether. It's going to be Apollo 14. Um, <laughs> should be, I don't know. It should be interesting now that it's not, they're moving away from Han Solo. <laughs> no, but, uh, uh, Coruscant, we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I, how do you have creative differences when it comes to a star Wars film for Disney? Like I understand maybe there was some, some criticisms, some disagreements, but how do you step down from one of the biggest franchises of all time, maybe the biggest franchise of all time. Like, how do you, how do you step away from that? Something had to be really messed up, you know? And I don't, obviously we don't know the whole scoop, but, uh, and Ron Howard, um, getting cast, it wasn't a happy day, uh, for me when I heard that. Um, well, no, I mean, you get that happy days. Reference. Oh, that's <laughs> I, was <very> <laughs> I really expected a good laugh there, but uh, what's the what's the show he was in back in the day? Andy Griffith. Isn't Ron Howard in Happy Days? Yeah, but he was also in the Andy Griffith show. He was yeah, he was kid. the young little boy in Andy Griffith. Yeah. Look how good I can whistle. Wow, you're good. You're a good whistler, Dave. <laughs> um, but no, I mean it's Ron Howard. I mean he's a great director. He definitely had his heyday where he was awesome. Um, recently, I don't know if I, I'm trying to think of what the most recent Ron Howard film was. I'm blanking on it. Me too. There was a good, there was a good one that came out, but I I didn't think it was that good. Oh no, it was the, in the heart of the sea with, uh, the story of Moby Dick. I didn't Um, see that. Me neither. I I didn't hear it was that great though. So, but that's, we can't really make judgments on movies we haven't even seen. So, but anyway, I don't know. It's not like that installs very much confidence in that movie for me. You know, yeah, me too. Like, and especially after Rogue One with these antho- anthology films, I yeah, I'm just a little bit, a little bit worried about that side of the Star Wars universe right now. I'm not so worried about um, the main films, but no, um, no, yeah, I have zero, zero concern about Episode Eight. More just wondering too. if it's going to be better than Empire Strikes Back or not. You know, yeah. Because if it's not, then that's fine. But if it is, that'd be awesome. But yeah, as we um, get closer, I'm getting a little bit more nervous. <laughs> I think for the last year or so, I've been like, I think it's going to be better than Empire Strikes Back. I think it's going to be, like, the best. But uh, as we've gotten closer, I'm just starting to get... I don't know why. I'm just starting to get really nervous that, for some reason, it's just going to not <laughs> not be the best or something. I don't know. I had a nightmare, actually, about that the other night. <laughs> that, like, that just occurred to me. I, I really did. I, I had a nightmare that freaking uh, episode eight was bad, like... I actually have dreamed, I've dreamed, I've, I vividly remember having dreams about episode eight, which is hilarious that yeah. we just dream about that. I know, well, it is. It's something that's very important to me. So, I mean, it me makes too. sense. Um, 
Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, not not that excited about that news. I was I was very very bummed out when I heard that. But what can you do, huh? What can you do? But there, well, that yeah, that's the uh, that's the story on the burning desires. I think we'll move on to Alien Covenant here. Um, I want to start out the Alien Covenant talk, but um, before we start talking about Alien Covenant, I have to ask you, Danny. Yeah. What is your history with the Alien films? How many have you seen? How many times you seen them? Um, um, just kind of give me a, a quick background info on what your knowledge is here. I've seen three and four once each. Um, I did not watch them before I watched Covenant, um, but I did watch Alien, Aliens, and Prometheus um, <clears throat> directly before going to see Alien Covenant. It's just I've seen three and four. I kind of know what they what they are. I thought three was a fairly good movie, but, um, you know, alien and aliens are definitely worth the rewatch quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, and four was okay too, but, uh, yeah. And Prometheus is, uh, Prometheus is a good movie. I mainly watch Prometheus for the cinematography. I think it's just a beautiful film to watch. Um, as you get about halfway into the film, it's just my opinion, but things kind of just get weird. Um, it sounds oddly familiar. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> and so, yeah, and Alien and Aliens. Alien is an incredible film to me. Um, I thought Ridley Scott did uh, an, an awesome job with it. Um, Sigourney Weaver, <laughs> Susan Sarandon. <laughs> you know, um, uh, but, you know, Sigourney Weaver kind of coming out as, it's probably one of the earlier films to have uh, a main character be a female which was probably a, you know, a revolutionizing thing. Linda, um, Linda Hamilton in Terminator. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Nailed that name. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think it was incredible. They switched directors for Aliens. Um, some and, unknown uh, guy. Not very big at the time. Not very big. For some reason, I'm just blank. It's Titanic. Uh, you know, James Avatar, Cameron. James Cameron. Jimmy um, Cam. JC. Jimmy Cam. And I think, uh, I think he kind of, I don't know. <laughs> In my opinion, he kind of he did a he did a pretty good job. I think I get what he was going for with aliens, but uh, there was just too much for me. I really loved how an alien there was one alien, and it was so so strong and so tough to beat that it was just like outrageous to watch. Aliens, there's like five hundred of them all of a sudden, and they're just kind of like knocking them down one by one, and it's not nearly as hard to kill these aliens so they don't they kind of seem more disposable if that makes sense um which i didn't really like i didn't really like that aspect of it um i really like the aspect that it's just like kind of unbeatable and terrifying one of them um but i did you know i do enjoy watching aliens just a lot i hear a lot of people talk about how much better aliens is than alien and i kind of just disagree i think it's just kind of opposite prometheus like i just said it's uh it's a good movie, and I was really looking forward to Alien Covenant. Really looking forward to Alien Covenant. And I will, uh, I'll tell you how I feel. <laughs> no, I agree with you, man. I think a lot of people have that, like, James Cameron, Alien, just the best movie yeah. ever. And I'm totally in. Like, that movie is great to me. Like, I'm not hard on it at all. I really enjoy it. I actually have it on in the background right now, and they're landing or whatever. I just have it on mute. Um, it's a sweet movie. But I agree with you. I think Alien is a far superior movie. Like, yeah. it's awesome. The idea that this alien is just the ultimate being. Like, it's just complete survivor mode, you know? Yeah. And, like, it's yeah. so difficult to kill. 
Um, I mean, we could talk about Alien for a long time. But, I always um, feel like it's just laying in my closet some nights, you know, how it's laying in, like, her, her ship that she escapes on. I was just kind of, like, in the wiring. You know? yeah, yeah. Some nights I'll open my closet and I just expect to see, like, a hand just go, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's happening. It's finally happening. Or especially, like, the little rodent version, you know, when it's, like, still oh, in its uh, infant stage or whatever. What's the, what's the actor's name who plays the, uh, the, the robot? Um, Ian Holm. I love, I love him. It's Bilbo Baggins. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bilbo Baggins. Uh, I think his name's Ash in the first one. And then the synthetic is named Bishop. I don't know what the actor's name is in the second one. But uh, yeah, that, synthetics uh, always play a big role. I, I really yeah. enjoy the synthetics. But uh, yeah, anyways, I, I really enjoy. Um, I really enjoy most of the movies. Three is awful. I hate three. It gets good at, it gets good at the end, but it is... Oh. <laughs> It was such a bore, man. Longest two hours. Um, four is not better, but it's newer. So some of the deaths and stuff were a little bit more interesting. Um, but the idea behind the alien, I think, is just one of the one of the cooler uh, monsters I think ever created in film. I, Definitely. I would, yeah. I would. I would wager that Alien is maybe the scariest monster that's in any film. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just trying. I'm trying to think. If I can remember anything scarier, I was so scared of Chucky when I was growing up. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Aliens more scary than that. I had that dude. My Buddy doll too. Yeah, we ruined that thing. Sorry, dude. Yeah, I had a My Buddy doll, and Danny and his friends thought it was funny to put a noose around its neck and hang it in my room. So I was I a good home. kid. I was a really <laughs> nice kid. Oh, that was really funny to walk in on, though. I'll be honest. Um, anyway, so yeah, alien films, they're all awesome. I agree. Prometheus, uh, could have been great, but wasn't as good. Um, but so on Alien Covenant, let's talk about this one. Um, I just have to start off by saying we talked a lot about the advertising campaigns and the marketing for aliens saying like, you're giving away everything. This is ridiculous. I hate this movie. So this is an apology from me to Ridley Scott. Um, I'm not saying that the movie is incredible or anything, but uh, you didn't give away everything in the trailers. And uh, yeah. I, was, I was definitely wrong in that aspect. There was definitely some stuff there at the end that I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, but no, overall, I thought, it, I thought it was pretty good. I think it's kind of like, you know, you're shooting for a hole in one and you get... I'm not good at golf, so I don't know what the correct reference would be. You get a, a, a birdie. Shoot, <laughs> you get you hit shooting par. For a, you're shooting for a, a, a hole-in-one, and you get the caddy's, you know, backside. <laughs> you get the caddy with his pants down, and you're like, eh. No, it's only seen that way because you're, on, you're wearing, only wearing one shoe. <laughs> Slanting left. <laughs> He's got one shoe on. Yeah, um, happy Gilmore. Um, but... Reference. No, yeah, I, I just didn't think that it was all that it could be. And I think it basically comes down to, I know that I brought this up in the last podcast, how you kind of got to decide whether it, the Prometheus thing didn't quite work out because people wanted an alien movie. So I was thinking, hey, if you fall in the line in the middle somewhere, yeah. then maybe you'll have a good movie um, exploring like all the stuff in Prometheus and then making also an, a scary alien movie. And it did fall, like, pretty heavy in the middle of trying to be both. But then I think that it comes off as two separate movies. 
And it totally does, yeah. Yeah, and both of them could have been cool, but when you're sitting there constantly pulling one way or the other and you don't know which movie you're making, it just kind of comes off as this, like, muddled film that I'm like, what is happening? Like, what, what are you going for? What's the point of all this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I don't know, like... Try to keep it non like non spoilers right now because I don't want to go too specific of what I didn't like about it. But um, yeah, I just I just think it was somewhat like misguided and I didn't really know exactly what it was. And for a sequel to Prometheus, which is titled Alien, I kind of was like, is this the best that we that we have? You know? Yeah, we can do with an alien film. Prometheus, yeah, I, I understand, but it. Uh, well, yeah, you keep going. Yeah, but yeah, just for a new Alien movie, I was like, is this really, really the best thing we got here? So, yeah. I don't know, that, that's, that's where I felt. Um, but do your general thoughts, and then we can kind of jump into more spoiler Spoilers. spoiler stuff. I'd say, uh, yeah, just first impression reminded me a lot of Prometheus. Um, I thought it started out awesome. Like, the first probably 45 to an hour, I was amazed. Like, I was just... I was so pumped. So, and I don't think anything will ever take away from that. I would enjoy sitting down and watching that again, that first little while. But you're completely, you're completely right. You know, some, uh, some characters step into the film about halfway through and things get very, very heavy on the Prometheus kind of aspect of things um, rather than the alien aspect. And I just feel like maybe he tried to do too much with it um because yeah they were merging some gruesome deaths with some very funky comedy almost tones and i don't know if he was going for comedy in the film you know probably but i don't think ridley scott expected the theater to laugh as much as they did in my theater (laughs) There there was a guy i remember it got completely silent this guy just goes what is going on? (laughs) Um, Because it just was not, I I don't know. And so at the end of it, I remember just um, looking over at my girlfriend and the friends that we were with. And I think all of us just kind of had that similar reaction where we were kind of just stunned. If that makes sense. Like I had no idea what to say after the movie. I was like, I don't know whether to call that a good movie or like, or just not a good movie, you know? I don't know. I just didn't know where I fell. I think Rotten Tomatoes does it a little bit, would rate it a little bit higher because I might, I might, like probably my rating of this would be like a 50% if I were Rotten Tomatoes because I just fall right in the middle. Like there was 50% of it that was awesome and another little bit that was uh, not so much. But um, yeah, I'd say I was just more confused than anything in the movie. Mm-hmm. It really just threw me off, kind of. But that's just my general thoughts. Well, I mean, with, as far as the Rotten Tomatoes thing, though, I mean, like, that, that means 70% of critics liked it, you yeah. know? That, like, 70% of critics thought it was a good movie. Um, and if we're going from that ranking, I would probably say yeah, you know? If, if they were taking my opinion into consideration, I would probably say, yeah, Alien Covenant was a good movie. I enjoyed myself at the theater. Like, I had a fun yeah. time. But it's... It's part of it's part of going to a movie like this where it comes from it comes from a whole it comes from a lineage of great movies that you're like this is what we're sitting through I expected yeah you know, I just wanted yeah. something cool um, so but I totally agree with what you're saying like the first hour of that movie I was pretty on board 
I was enjoying yeah. myself. I think I I was pretty questionable from the beginning, though. Um, some of the, like the relationship, like James Franco. I was kind of you know when he like immediately gets killed. I was like, that's great, you know, that's awesome. And you but, called that. Uh, you knew that was going to happen. I remember you calling that. You were like, I think James Franco is going to be aced within the first like five minutes of the film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, from the way that they like marketed it, you know, it's yeah, like he's never like he's not going to be in it. Yeah. Yeah, but so I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really. I mean, that was fine. It's like whatever. And by the way, we're getting into spoiler territory. Yeah, now, yeah. So if I'd you haven't say. seen this movie, we're just gonna start spoiling stuff because it's hard to, hard because there's a lot to spoil in this movie. So basically, yeah. anything after the first like twenty minutes of the film is gonna be spoiler, spoiler rated, spoiler rated. Oh, where is that? <laughs> this one's gonna be spoiler rated. <laughs> spoiled. Spoiled. Is we're gonna spoil some for. noodles right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Catherine Waterston is the main character. What do you think of her as an actor or actress? Excuse me. Uh, I thought she was great in Fantastic Beasts. I would say that. Um, I really enjoyed Fantastic Beasts. So, uh, I was looking forward to her cast in this. Uh, maybe I love James Franco too much (laughs) because anybody that she was married to James Franco and it's like her guy, and I'm just sitting there like, I don't know if you're good enough for James Franco. I feel like Franco deserves somebody better. <laughs> you know? I'm on Franco's side with this. Yeah. Um, but uh, I thought she did. I thought she did a good job with what she was handed. She was handed a script and a movie that was already written. And uh, I thought she did a, a fair job at doing, you know, what she could with it. You know, yeah. I thought she, she was. I didn't mind it. Yeah. She's fine. She was fine. She, you know, uh, if you put a female actress in the lead of these movies, you're just constantly comparing to Sigourney Weaver. And what can you do? Like, there's nothing you can, you can't step over that. So, yeah, Sigourney was terrific in all of them. She was better than what's her name in Rogue One. I'll say that much. So (laughs) (laughs) that's a really good point. Uh, Felicity Jones. Um, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No, I I thought she was fine. I mean, it it was fine. She was. Yeah. She was just walking through the script, and it was good enough. That's that's great. Yeah. But um, so basically, the point the this the point of this movie is that all of these guys are on a colonization mission to go to a different planet and colonize that planet, and they have something like what, like two thousand uh, colonists, eggs or, or whatever. Are they embryos or were they actually embryos? Yeah. Beans? No, they're. Uh, I think they're embryos. Maybe well, they were. Maybe I, I, I don't know. No, maybe they are actual just human beings. I think that I they might have been actual, like, 2,000 human beings just, like, stored there. Where do humans even people. come from? I thought, is it... Do we come from eggs? Like, you know, like a stork? I, I remember hearing that, stor- that story when I was younger, that humans come <laughs> from... <laughs> that we get carried to the doorstep. I've never known, though. Gosh, dude, I thought you were serious for a second. I was like, <laughs> I was like what? Oh, my <laughs> oh, dude. How has my brother not learned of this? How have I not heard that it's he's just, not learned of this? Hey, point I was just so bummed that the public education system had failed you thus far. No. So where do we even come from? I don't understand. Um, <laughs> but no, so I, I think that there was like 2,000 bodies that were on there and they were being hauled to that planet. Um, yeah. And that like the whatever 15 people that were on board there were they were yeah. the, just like the crew that was supposed to take them there. Probably 16 because it was probably an even number. 
Well, Unless yeah, there but then some Franco pieces. Franco so dies. Yeah. Yeah. So we have an odd number. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so they go, and so they get pulled out of whatever like hyperspace or whatever you want to call it, or they get woken up from their cryogenic yeah. sleep early, and yeah, and a fair a fair amount of the uh, colonists have died, including yeah. Franco. Fridge just made a noise. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so a lot of them get killed, and then they see another planet that has a beacon coming from it that also is habitable to human beings, and then so they decide to go check that out because it's closer than the one that they originally decided to go to. And from there, a bunch of them go down to the planet, and then they start walking around. And so they're going to check out the beacon. And this is where, sure, the movie's doing okay, it's fine, but you're walking on a freaking planet that, I mean, I'm assuming that they've checked everything out. Like, you know, the air is breathable, so it's like you don't have to wear your helmet. That's fine. You probably have scanned it, all that good stuff. But yeah. shouldn't you be a little bit more careful here, guys? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're just having a great time. They're just walking. And they're not even, like, exploring. You know what I mean? They're just, like, yeah. going to the destination, just trying to find that beacon. Like, I would be, like, walking around, looking at everything. I mean, the dude just lights up a cigarette on an on an alien planet. Yeah, what, like, what is that? Couldn't that be... I don't know. Uh, obviously, yeah, like you said, you've scanned it and checked it, but couldn't that have some sort of reaction with the air or the atmosphere? Or, I know. I mean, are you just... And how'd you even get that on board a private <laughs> I mean, space I, mission? I'm trying to think. I, I think I do remember people... I, try, I think I remember people smoking in the original aliens. Oh, yeah. No, the, the, the one of the... With the main captain, is that an aliens? Where he always has a cigar in his mouth? Oh, maybe. So maybe, yeah, maybe smoking isn't that big of a deal. But still, it seemed yeah. it seemed weird. But And then they forgot to, you know, put mos- mosquito spray on, get some off or something, and the guy gets a couple little uh, gnats <laughs> in his ear. <laughs> a couple little alien gnats there. <laughs> um, bug spray. That, bug spray. And that's when stuff, like, really hits the fan. And it, I, I thought that that scene... Um, where basically the guy starts getting sick and he has to be taken back to the ship and Danny McBride, uh, his wife, is in charge of the guy and he, oh, has, gosh, he yeah. has an alien being birthed from his back, which would be described as, what, a neomorph? Is that what they're calling it? It's not the... Xenomorph is the full alien. Um, Whatever, but, nerd. I believe it's a xenomorph. I think it's a xenomorph with the laser sword and cut through a gun off the gray and... Okay, dude. Just keep going. <laughs> uh, but it's okay. I, I know these things, though. I believe that a neomorph is the one that comes from the back, and then the xenomorph is the one that goes from the stomach. Comes from the stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the deacon is the one that shows up at the end of the Prometheus. Had had to get that out. Uh, but Deagle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's Deagle. Uh, that's Lord uh, of the Rings. Return, Return of the, the King, King reference. reference. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's my birthday. Um, but... So yeah, I thought that that was I thought that was a pretty sweet scene when that little thing gets popped out and the lady's stuck in the room and it ends up like killing her and yeah. then the other girl freaks out and pretty much blows up the ship and then everybody's outside and the aliens are running around trying to kill him and the other guy has one that bursts from his back too and then that's when David shows up. Yeah, I would so. say my favorite scene of the film is right there, like that that little portion. I really like the, you know, the stuff on the ship, but that uh, kind of like Lost World-esque like raptor in the grass scene that they mm-hmm. had, 
that was that's terrifying a very good, to me. good way to put it too. Yeah. That was that was terrifying to me. Like you know, sitting in a theater with a, just a you know massive screen, watching these people just in the dark, and there's just these two crazy fast little aliens, just you know flying around and and picking people off. That was a uh, that was cool. Yeah, and then as soon as David showed up, I went, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Just the flare. It was unexpected, and uh, I understand, but never mind. I'll get in. I'm going to get in them. Yeah, well, <laughs> wait, what, what's... So, Michael Fassbender plays David, but what's the other guy's name? The one that's in the... Uh, Walter. Walter, that's it, Okay. So the other synthetic that they were on board with originally was called Walter, and he has an American accent. David has a British accent. Really easy to distinguish between the two. Um, why did David have long hair, though? I'm sorry, but I mean I understand. That's one that, like, thing I don't know either. Do they do these synthetics grow hair? Um, I think that, that I mean that's something that can be so easily explained away. But at the same time, why go that route? Why not just have them look the same? You know I, mean? I know. Just uh, it's like a doll. You just make a, a thing with hair that's just the size like why would you if you're making a synthetic why would you make it so that hair could grow out of their head like that just doesn't obviously they're trying to get them as close to real humans as possible maybe i probably but you got to think that the guy that's sitting there making those synthetics like in the lab is like do we seriously have to do the hair thing like doesn't that seem a bit far here guys Guys, i got dinner i got dinner plans at dorcia i gotta (laughs) i gotta go you have reservations at dorcia you have reservations at Dorothea. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, we can just put some fake hair on this thing. He doesn't have to grow facial hair. Like, it's all good. <laughs> it's super easy. <laughs> like, no, no, no. We no, want those troll dolls. We want it to look exactly like that with the hair. But instead, they went Chia. And, you know, that's, that's fine. Um, so, I don't know. But David's entrance David's entrance was pretty sweet. I definitely it was pretty sweet. That. The flare yeah. and the hood. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And then... It shows that flashback sequence in which he just annihilates the engineers. Like, when he shows up with, uh... What's, what's her name? Naomi Rapace, whatever her... Oh, no. What's her name? Well, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. <laughs> but, um... I don't know. Yeah. But he wipes out the engineers. I thought that was a pretty sweet scene. Um, at the same time... Um... Now we're, we're walking through the plot, so um, I just I, that's just not what I expected, you know. At the end of Prometheus, when they hint that they're gonna go find out where the engineers came from, I was like, oh sweet, you know, we can see like their civilization, like what caused them to do all this. Like it's pretty yeah. sweet, but I just don't understand why Ridley Scott would go in this direction where it's just like, oh, yeah, and then he showed up and wiped him out, and then he started experimenting with all the alien stuff and uh, tried to create the the xenomorph, you know? And then he did create the xenomorph, and he's behind everything that you've been seeing forever. And you're like, come on. Yeah. I don't know. It's like I I like that element of it, but... At the same time, I, I just wanted more explanation from the engineers. And that's where it kind of falls into this weird weird line of, like, we either wanted a movie about the engineers or we wanted a movie about the alien, you know? Yeah. And it yeah. kind of gives us, like, this weird world of both where it starts explaining the origin of the, the xenomorph, which is cool. Like, I really like the, the origin of the xenomorph. I think it's cool that David did it and stuff. But... It just did it in a roundabout way, and I didn't need I didn't well, need they, to know they, so much. Uh, obviously, they you know 
they show that David did it and they show that he was kind of psycho and maybe that's why he did it. But they just went way too far, in my opinion, way too far down the rabbit hole with him being a psycho. Like with him kissing Walter and then like kissing okay, the girl yeah. too. And like uh, they just, I don't know. I could go on forever about about David. <laughs> that flute scene was so weird, man. It was so weird, man. Yeah, like I was, I mean, I'm sorry, but it was, at first I was like, oh, okay, you know, he's like sitting there welcoming another synthetic and they're talking about stuff, but my goodness, yeah. Dude, and it it goes on, that's probably like a five, six minute scene. It's so long. It went on for so long. I was like, oh man. By the end of it, that's when I realized that I probably wasn't liking this movie nearly as much as... I thought I was going to everything else that had happened pretty much until that point. I was like, all right, I can hop on board with this. Like Mm -hmm. maybe the ending's just going to be sick. You know, um, as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I don't like this. This I don't like this. Not one, one bit. bit. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's, uh, just too much. Yeah, it was too, much, too much, man. Too much, too much. Too much, too much, too much. But um, another thing about the movie that I... Because it's all of them are couples. Like, everybody that's on board is supposed to be a couple. And don't you think if you're making a movie about a bunch of couples trying to colonize a planet and they also get started... Uh, start getting killed by an alien? Doesn't that kind of leave room for, like, a really viscerally just awful, agonizing scene where... Somebody has to watch their like yeah, their yeah, wife yeah. or husband die. I mean, I know that that sounds awful, like to want that to happen, but it just seems like from a, a movie very, perspective, from like a movie get... perspective, that could have been a terrifying scene, you know? Yeah. And you didn't really see it. It's like Danny McBride's wife gets killed, but they kind of just allude to it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I don't know. As a, just somebody that's watching this, like I could be like, really? I mean, you kind of missed out on it great opportunity for a horrifying scene that would have left people being like oh that was like agonizing to watch you know yeah yeah so well that's see that that's where like the alien thing comes into play because alien the original it was just straight tense action the entire time there's not even that much that many gruesome deaths or whatnot that kind of happened more in aliens like there was some terrifying thing in alien but it's just tense the entire yeah, way so, through, yeah. from start to finish, it's just like you were on, you know, um, you were on eggshells, my friend. No, but uh, <laughs> you were just—it's just—it's a—it's a very, very tense movie. And so this movie, they went with like the gory side of things. There's a few tense moments, um, and then he tries to just like write this crazy, complex story and plot about all these engineers that I don't care about and all these, I don't know. And David and Walter, which I just didn't even think Walter, I understand where he's, where, you know, Ridley Scott's coming from or whatever, but I just didn't even think Walter had to be a part of the movie. (laughs) It was all just like whatever. Or if you're going to have Walter in it, just keep Walter in it. Don't have David come in, skip the other stuff. You know, mm-hmm. skip skip the engineer stuff and just make an awesome freaking film. I don't know. Yeah, no, it just it just was so heavily focused on multiple things that you're like, you just narrow it down because it's it's just too much. There's too much information flying at me, and you're not you're not focusing on one thing. So 
it just became less and less entertaining. Um, yeah. But as far as far as like the scary moments, I agree. Like uh, the first Alien was a thriller. Like it was very scary, you know. And the whole time you were kind of on the edge of your seat. And this one, it's like you have that middle part that is so awesome. But after that point, it's kind of like you're, sit- you're sitting down the entire time until a very quick resolve. Like there's terrifying things that happen, but. I mean, it's the chick gets her head cut off, you know, and you're like, all right, crazy. And then the captain gets the face sucker, which we saw in the trailer. You knew that was going to happen sometime. And you couldn't have done, you couldn't have done a better job with that. Like he walks into that room, he sees the egg and David practically just like walks him to his death. But you're like, come on, just be smarter than that, man. Like this thing's opening up and he has his just face right over it. You know, you're like, come on, can't we do something better here? Can like, can David not be in the room? Can this guy just like stumble upon this thing and kind of be like backing up? And then that thing hops out and is like crawling around the room and then like finally gets his face or something like a tense scene instead of just like, Oh, what's in this egg? The audience goes, Oh, that thing is going to jump on his face. Oh, it jumped on his face. Oh, now he's dead. Oh, now it popped out of his chest. There was a lot of audible laughter in my theater when that scene yeah. when that scene was going on because it's like, you know, he's like, go ahead, look inside or something. And like, yeah. I remember this this dude a couple rows down from me was like, oh, you know, like kind of yeah. that laugh. And it's true because we all know it's coming. I mean, in that guy, Billy Crudup's character's defense, nobody knows that they're in a horror movie when they're in a horror movie. Yeah, but it's true. still, there was something weird about that situation. I was like, you're seriously just going down there? Like, that's, and that's when I bring in You just saw that. this guy, like, communicating with a neomorph or whatever it's called. Yeah. It's like, he was yeah. actually standing there face-to-face with that thing. That doesn't give you, like, a heebie-jeebies vibe. Any like, maybe sort of... shouldn't follow this dude. Like, he could be up to no good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was not, I was not that on board with that scene. Yeah, but I that's when, was... well, that's when the comedy thing, like I mentioned earlier, kind of comes into play. Like David sitting in that room, you said there was a lot of laughter because he's walking him through. I'm like, what are we going for in this movie? This is like, this is not. This doesn't feel like it. This doesn't feel like North Charles. It doesn't um, feel North Charles. That's the yeah. edge. Great movie, yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Movie what one man can do, another can do. Sorry, I didn't yeah. get that out of the way. Um, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, it's, I don't know. That's, uh, well, it lost me far before that point, but, um, yeah. And it's not like I can actually like pinpoint where this movie just kind of lost me a little bit, but it was, it was shortly after that, the awesome scene in the middle and somewhere where Billy Crudup's character goes down there where I was just thinking in my head, it's not as, just not that into this anymore. I was kind of just waiting for it to end. It just... It's not like I exactly know what I didn't like about it, but I just lost interest, I guess. Um, But, you know, I mean, the resolve of the movie, it ended up, you know, from there, it kind of flows pretty well. You have the standard, uh, the alien gets um, birthed out of him and then starts attacking everybody and they uh, manage to escape the planet on the ship or whatever and they manage to kill the alien fairly easily which is really easily yeah. something that I don't love because it's supposed to be one of those characters that, you know, the alien is like the perfect being, you know, it's supposed yeah, to it's, be like very difficult to kill and they just do yeah. it so easily. Um, Only thing so that, that can was, kill it is a predator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. AVP baby. AVP. We're leaving something out. <laughs> AVP. <laughs> That's true. Those movies are so awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, but, 
Yeah, I mean, they kill it way too easily. I wasn't as big a fan. You're gonna have to apologize. I'm gonna have to apologize because I don't remember uh, a lot that happens in between there because I think I stopped caring in the theaters and then it's been like at least probably about a month since uh, I've seen this basically, movie. So basically, David and Walter have their little scene. Mm-hmm. David like thinks he kills Walter, and you see that Walter's still alive. So Walter comes back and acts like he kills David. So then you think it's Walter, but you know it's going to be David on the ship. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you, I would mm-hmm. assume most people just went, oh, this is what's going to happen. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why they're, there's two of the same looking synthetic, because David's going to get on the ship and do something. You know? Yeah. Um, that's kind of wh- where my mind went immediately. So then, you know, and obviously Walter can heal, David can't. When she's, uh, she's stitching him up at the end, and she's seen Walter heal several times. You're like, come on, nobody's gonna be that naive. Like she is a very smart scientist or whatever that got on this mission. She's not gonna miss that one. Like, yeah, that's where my mind went. At least I'm like, she's not gonna. Like, come on, you, you know it's David. You mm-hmm. know it's David. Like, mm-hmm. and then you know, and I, the ending scene. Even though you know, after we move past that point, the ending scene. Where she's like, you're David, aren't you? You know, was, I got the heebie-jeebies still in that scene. Because I was like, oh, you know, wow. Um, and then he puts the little hard-boiled hard egg in the <laughs> in the fridge. Um, but, yeah. Well, know. that's that's the thing. So this is, this is where I fell on that, though, is, so at the end, um, I mean, we're kind of skipping, we'll, we'll bring it back to that last little bit. But, um, okay. uh, David shows up on the ship and you think it's supposed to be Walter and then everything gets resolved and he's putting um, Catherine Waterston uh, into her little cryogenic tube and wishing her good night, you know, and then she says something that is a reference from the beginning of the movie and he doesn't get it and she's like, David, you know, and it's obvious that it is him. And it had been a solid, like, 25, 30 minutes since... In my head, I was like, oh, what if that's David? And so it was long enough that I had kind of forgot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. in my head, like, the rest of the movie go- went on, and I just kind of was watching, like, oh, wow. And so it came to that scene, and it, like, suddenly reoccurred to me, like, oh, that could be David. And then yeah. when it was, so it, it still had that, it had that jolt of surprise for me, like, oh, yes, because it was such an evil ending. And yeah. Very, the, end- very evil. the ending of the movie was what ended up, um, bringing me back onto the side of thinking this was a pretty sweet movie because that was such an awesome ending. Like, I really yeah. like a movie where it ends and the bad guy kind of wins, you know? Like, it, yeah. it's awesome yeah. to see that. Uh, and he, you know, puts the embryos into the thing, and so there's, he, and now he has control of 2,000 colonists um, in which he can just do as many experiments and making the perfect xenomorph as he wants. So I thought that was pretty sweet. I thought that was a cool ending. But, I mean, the, the work that it takes to get there is just so long, so sluggish, and so boring. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I didn't understand how that guy at the end, he suddenly got the xenomorph put into his stomach when he had the face hugger on him, or face sucker, whatever you call him. He had that on him for, like, what, like 10 seconds? It's like, yeah, oh. it happened extremely quick. Way, way, uh, way quicker than any of the other movies. It's like, I, I just feel like you're not going to fool us that much, man. Like, 
Yeah. A lot of us are going to question that because I have seen all the Alien movies multiple times. And, you know, John Hurt has that thing on him for like 24 hours. And then yeah. it has to go, you know? Yeah. It's like, I don't think that those things impregnate you with a xenomorph immediately. And then all of a sudden it's human size as well. So quick. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that was that was even quicker than it happens in Alien. Like, an Alien I mean, yeah, happens it's, pretty darn quick. It's quick, but it's not... You can... In the original Alien, you're like, oh, it's probably like 12 hours, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it, it had been a while. And this one mm-hmm. was just like, oh, I don't know. So I, it just seemed sloppy. It was sloppy storytelling for the second half mm-hmm. of the movie. And that's, mm-hmm. that's really all it is. Um, so... I'm trying to think if there's anything else we should bring up as far as points in the plot. Um, I do want to talk about Danny McBride. What did you think of yeah, Danny McBride yeah. in this movie? What is it? Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. Um, Tennessee. I thought he was incredible. Well, I think what we talked about, um, I think we've talked about it in the prior podcast, but uh, I was excited to see him switching over to a more serious role, and he embodied it perfectly. Like, he's just kind of like the funny guy, but he also is just a real human being. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I thought he was great and he's the captain to, or not the captain, but the pilot, um, great role for him. I thought he did a tremendous job and I think it's going to be good for his great for his career. Um, there was nothing about this movie that ruined his career or like had any negative effect, um, yeah. on him whatsoever. I thought he did a great job. He did an excellent job. I guess I, I should say with what he was handed. Um, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, because she, you know, the other, uh, the, Catherine Watterson? Yeah, yeah. She, you know, she was, she was good, but luckily Danny McBride was, was there, because I, yeah, I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I think my problem with his character was, I think it just should have been more, and I don't think any of that is his fault, but I was just, I wanted a couple more quippy lines, like I wanted, I wanted some more humor, it's like you have a comedian, right here like a funny funny comedian in this movie yeah you can throw in some humor where it's well deserved you don't you know the comedy that was in there just wasn't it wasn't that good and it's like you have Danny McBride why don't you make him say funny stuff it's an R rating well he could say some funny stuff you have Danny McBride but you don't have a writer that can possibly cater to Danny McBride you know yeah I feel like these types of movies well I feel like these types of movies don't allow for much improv. That's a that's what I would guess at least. There's a lot of yeah, movies yeah. that there's a lot of space for improv, and they're like, "Hey, that was hilarious, dude. Let's leave that in there." But these types of movies, there's so much going on. The story has to get to a certain point with these lines that they have set. So it's like, I feel like there was just only so much room for him to to move around, and I bet they kind of just. I I would love to ask him, you know what his experience was like working on this movie. I haven't seen any interviews with him, but I'd, I'd love to see kind of just what he thought about working on this movie. Um, yeah, no, I, I would be very interested. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I was expecting more from that character, so that was that was somewhat of a, a disappointment, but I understand. I, yeah, I guess there probably wasn't much room for improvisation, but yeah, I wanted more. I wanted more out of Danny McBride. I didn't really like any of the characters in this movie, though. To be honest, <laughs> me Other neither. Than... The, the the one uh, captain that I that I thought I was gonna like, uh, Billy Crudup's character, I really thought I was gonna like him, and then he just turned out to be just a jerk <laughs> from the beginning. 
And then you're like, ah, and then the rest of the movie, like you kind of had the redeeming qualities, but I was like, I don't know, come on. I really yeah. was looking forward to him. He was, he was, he was good though. He was one of my favorites in the movie. Yeah, I liked Billy Crudup was all right. Um, yeah, I mean, he was good. He was fine. Yeah, I, I didn't really like a single other character. I mean, like, I didn't really like any of the characters. I don't think that any of them were particularly interesting. I thought that the Walter-David relationship was really interesting and cool and something that I would have liked to have seen explored, but then they just did it in such a weird way that I was like, well, I'm not into that. I know that for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I th- oh, God, that scene was so weird, man. <laughs> it's so weird, man. So weird. I don't understand I don't understand how they went there with him, like kissing Walter and stuff. I was like, "What are you? Where are we going, guys? Where is this going?" It's, I, and it's I like maybe because it. you know the character of David like wanted so much to be a human, you know, that he's just like his just mind reaching is out off in this really weird yeah. way. But yeah, I don't know. It was it was strange to see a guy kiss himself you know that that's why it was weird to me i was like what is going on, what is like, going so on? i think that's when that guy said it in my theater <laughs> it's like what is going on dude <laughs> this is weird yeah um, so um music they did a good job of making you feel uncomfortable so yeah definitely i felt very uncomfortable um, um who did the music i don't even know i have no idea it, i mean it's not like it was great or anything it was it was just it was pretty good um, but yeah. Oh, Numi Numi Rapace. Rapace. Yeah, Rapace. that's her name. Sorry, that is yeah. from a long time ago. But. No, I was I was because I knew that, but I was looking for the character's name. Oh crap! Yeah, I don't know. No go, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. If Zach were here, he'd know it. AKA Tubeson. Yeah. AKA Bartman. Um, but. Yeah, I, uh... <laughs> I wish we had sound effects that we could push right there. A.K.A. Foreman. Dingo and the baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, okay, so closing thoughts on Alien Covenant. Um, I, the same thing that we've been saying the whole time. I think it was two different movies. I think there was two movies in there that... Ridley Scott was trying to make and he tried to put him into one movie and it just came it came across as this clumsy uh, attempt at making an alien movie you know yeah I, yeah, I want to see the engineers explored I want to see like all the stuff that was uncovered in Prometheus explored and I'd like to see another alien movie when they put them together it just was a weird weird mess and it just didn't it didn't work I think that there's a way that they could have done it good could have done it well excuse me but um, <laughs> that wasn't it yeah 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 i i yeah i'd say overall i was with how much anticipation was i had going into this film i i was disappointed for sure i was Mm -hmm. i think i was if i would have not been excited for this film and gone and watched it i probably would have thought it was a good movie um not a great movie but i would have been like ah, that was fun um if i would have gone into it with more of like a transformers type you know, headspace or like Pirates of the <laughs> yeah. Caribbean type headspace. Um, no, I would have been like, all right, soccer. cool, popcorn flick, cool. Um, but yeah, I was thoroughly disappointed after the movie. And also we went to a late showing and it was like 1 a.m. when I got out and I was like, man, I just wish I would have done something with this night. <laughs> you know, I wish <laughs> yeah, I would something else. I had stuff to do and I was like, man, I just wish I could have gotten some stuff done tonight rather than sit through that because... 
you know, didn't need to. But yeah, um, I yeah. got like I got overly hyped on this movie too. I mean, no, I remember I sat, this was I your this was I went your through all race, four. Yeah. The, yeah, I went through all four of those. Watched Prometheus beforehand. Did like research and stuff. Like just just getting really into it. I was really excited for it, and so to have it be not that good crash and burn. That was just yeah. That was a big disappointment, and I'm not saying it was a horrible movie. I, I just you know. I, I couldn't manage my expectations for it, so I was expecting it to be awesome, and it was just like, eh. I don't really plan on watching it again, honestly. I don't think I will. And whatever the sequel ends up being, because I know that they'll make another, I'm not gonna be that excited for it. I'm just yeah. After that, after I seeing refuse. what after seeing what Ridley Scott's headspace is like in the recent years, um, yeah, I I'm not gonna get overly excited. He- however, the tides have turned. Um, God, that was a weird squeak that my voice just made. Um, the tides <laughs> of tone. <laughs> uh, James Cameron made an incredible film with Avatar, and now we have those coming out in the next couple years, I think. The second one comes out sometime. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, see it when I believe it. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, exactly. I'll see it when I see it. I'll believe when I see it. I'll see it when I believe it. Wait, I will see it when I. Wait, David. <laughs> seeing <laughs> is believing. Santa Claus. God. Um, <laughs> Tim Allen, Santa Claus, best Christmas movie of all time, hands down. I well, we'll have a whole special on that. I haven't seen it in in too long to say it's my favorite. Christmas Vacation is over. It overpowers everything at this moment for me. So I'm gonna have to go back and watch that one this year. Um, I'll have to do some home improvement. Um, ah. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. Um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, Alien Covenant um, sucked. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, <laughs> let's make a covenant right now to never watch that movie again. Never watch that one again, uh, or at least just skip through the weird scenes because I'm not I'm not down. But, yeah, you can. Um, 25 minutes off that movie and it'd probably be better. Um, so anyways, yeah, anyway. Um, should we ask the standard question? Is it that yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, man. Would you rather watch this movie or School of Rock? Uh, this one is not hard for me. School of Rock, hands down. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not even, there's no contest. I mean, we got some rocking to do. Yeah, we got <laughs> some rocking to do. Yeah. Hands down, School of Rock. I would watch. I would watch School of Rock ten times over watching this once. Yeah, I would actually just watch Alien Zero <laughs> and just watch School of Rock every day. Now, here's the deal: picture this movie with Jack Black instead of Danny McBride. Hey, we could have some. Hey, we could have some good. Uh, yeah, that that might be great. We and got a, Ned uh, Schneebly, the guy that plays uh, his roommate, is the guy that gets the alien put in him. Dude, isn't he in... No, that's not the same guy. Sorry, I was thinking he's the guy in AVP. You remember who I'm thinking of? That blonde, kind of like skinny, pale guy? Yeah. No, I'm But it's not, the, it's not the same Gosh, guy. I haven't, dude, I haven't seen Alien vs. Predator. Okay, here's a shout-out, though. Shout out to Danny. Um, one time we went to the midnight showing of Alien vs. Predator Requiem, 
and I was with a bunch of my friends in high school, and Danny was the young kid that came with us. And two guys get their heads blown off by the predator in this one scene, and Danny yelled, double kill, and the entire theater laughed, and I've never been more proud as a big, as a big brother. I mean, that was... Oh, David. Oh, goodness. No, it was incredible. It was one of the best jokes I've ever heard yeah. at theater, and I was like, I am so glad I brought Danny tonight. That was killer. Well, so. I remember going to the theater with you and your friends a lot when I was younger, and you guys always had those incredible lines like just perfect timing you know there's that's something that we strive for as you know fans if there is a perfect moment to say something to make because you have an audience right in front of you um and so if there's a if there's a perfect moment to say something usually one of the people in our group would say something um and so i think i finally had just reached that point i think i was like 15 or 14 and i finally Mm -hmm. reached that point of like okay i can do this (laughs) And if we are you by see no it, means, you can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> We're by no means advocating yelling stuff out in a theater. Um, so make sure you do that. Don't talk during movies. It's rude. But rule of thumb, you can always yell. I, I make jokes during trailers. Sure. Once a movie started, oh, yeah. don't yell stuff out. Before the, last Harry Potter, before the last Harry Potter, I went up in front of the entire theater, a full house, and I went, excuse me, everybody, uh, my brother wrote this song about Harry Potter. I was just wondering if I could sing a verse for you guys and get you guys excited. And so the whole theater was like, yeah, sure, and went quiet. And I sang a whole <laughs> whole verse and chorus of Harry Potter, and then they just erupted <laughs> with applause. We're like, yeah, Harry Potter. It was That's awesome, awesome, man. Hey, you remember that time that you got up during right before Cloverfield started and did the step up dance? Yeah, well, yeah, it, it was the step-up trailer, and you were like, go dance during the trailer. And so I was so nervous throughout the entire trailer that I finally got up and ran up there, and as soon as I started dancing, the trailer ended, and everybody just started, <laughs> <laughs> everybody started laughing at me, and you guys were just... And I immediately just froze and panicked and just ran back up to my seat. You jerks. Oh, man. That was, like, the funniest thing I've ever seen. Just this malleable, like, 14-year-old kid go dance in front of the audience, goes up there, music cuts, so embarrassed, <laughs> runs back to us. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. that was beautiful. I don't know if we'll actually anyway. include any of this in the podcast, but um, that was funny, so... Yeah, it was funny. Um, yeah, Alien Covenant, not not great. I'd rather watch... Uh, rather watch school of rock what would you what would you grade it i mean are we talking like b minus you think i'd probably go b minus c plus right around there yeah somewhere around there where it's like me it's okay but yeah so all right next time we next time we hear each other we'll probably be talking uh talking wonder woman wonder woman yeah which is going to be a great discussion so can't wait a um, little bit of a, a social media shout out. Um, Professor Jones podcast is now on the web. Uh, we're on Instagram at Professor Podcast as well as Facebook at facebook.com slash Professor Podcast. And then we're also on Twitter at Professor underscore Jones. So website's coming pretty soon. And look up it. our SoundCloud because you can listen, you can just find us on Professor Jones SoundCloud. Professor Jones. Which, if you're listening to this, you're probably using that. So. Listening on SoundCloud. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, that's going to be our main away. outlet for now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, and the music you're about to hear was produced and uh, recorded by Michael Corson. So, shout out to Michael Corson. Love you, Scorbin. Yeah, love you, Corson. Uh, living our lives quarter mile at a time.